one. There it is. What up, ladies and gents, boys and boys girls, and children, children of all ages. ages who happen to be listening to our show. It is <laughs> Tuesday. We had no show on Monday. Hope you had a great Labor Day weekend. I know it was hot, but we had fun anyways. Let's dive Ooh. into today's show. We're going to be talking about retirement. Dun, dun, dun. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. <laughs> well, it is Tuesday all day. And uh, I'm kind of excited, dude. Uh, I've been having conversation Tuesday. Tell your Transform- story Tuesday. Tuesday, everything has a connotation to it, right? I guess oh, uh, take action Tuesday. That was we got we one. got everything. We got everything. We can connect all kinds of stuff. Uh, but I totally uh, cut you off though. What were you saying? Oh no, 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 it's just it's just all kinds of different cool stuff that's going on. Uh, I've been having conversations lately with uh, with people getting ready for. Well, their mindset is shifting, right? They're they're starting to think about retirement. So mm-hmm. I thought, why not take in the conversations that we had during the day and bring them live on the podcast, right? Let's have these conversations here and like kind of hash out. Uh, you know, this is a conversation that you and I haven't really talked about in uh, as of lately. However, it is a conversation that many people are thinking about. So I thought uh, we'd, we'd talk about that today. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. I mean, retirement for us is a longer ways away than for a lot of our uh, listening audience, I would say. Uh, And, you know, when I think of retirement, like I think of mom and dad. Yeah. Well, that's, that's one of the first conversations that came up. Right. Uh, So, well, lately that's, that's making me think more about the retirement phase. Uh, And it was talking to dad and, 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 you know, dad's always had that dream of having that, the the wide open land with ranch and build that house. And Mm -hmm, he's not mm -hmm. the only one that has that, that kind of dream and that ambition. You want to know something crazy though? I'm pretty sure when we went to go look at houses, it's out in the areas that are on fire right now. That's, that's another reason why I started thinking about it. Right. Cause yeah. And speaking of which, like our hearts go out to everybody out there. I know you actually personally know someone who lost their home out there. Um, This is it's crazy out there. I mean, everybody in San Diego is feeling the effects of it or at least seeing it. I mean, I look out my window and it's like a yellow tinge outside. Yeah, you can see it all over the place. San Diego is definitely on fire. Um, (laughs) I hope you're in short. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. It's I one mean, of those situations, dude. It 100% is. And, you know, if, if you had a policy and you probably did, um, you know, you, you should be able to collect on your insurance. Uh, if anybody has any insurance questions during this time, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm more than happy just to answer questions um, or, you know, point you in the right direction, help you out in any way I can, regardless of whether or not you have a policy with Pipeline Insurance or any of our companies. I'm just happy to help. Miguel, we're going to be talking about this for sure today. So I, uh, I saw a notification that he sent me a video DM, so I'm going to check that out for sure. 
Nice. Um, but it, you know, you had that conversation with your dad. I'm having that conversation with my dad at the same time. Uh, you know, my dad's my dad's getting closer and closer to that. Uh, and and here's the thing: it's it's quote unquote retirement age, right? Because when I talk about retirement with my 17 year old students in high school. I always tell them the same thing that I tell my clients all the time. Retirement is not an age problem. It's a cash flow problem. And, and really, when we're looking at any particular situation, when I give any particular kind of advice, it always comes down to what is the end goal here? You have a time frame. Yeah, you have an age, but is really the is age really the number or is it is it a dollar amount that you need to be able to survive going forward? So I did a, a quick little Google search and, and we'll kind of pivot off. We'll use these as kind of a a five stepper, right, James? So we'll we'll kind of bounce like off it. these ideas. So the Let's first one, the first one, by the way, this is on Investopedia, and this is an article written in two thousand nine, so or two thousand nineteen. Five steps that'll help you towards a safe, secure, and fun retirement. So the first one they have on the list is understanding your time horizon. So mm-hmm. one of the greatest time horizons I've ever seen, and we use it all the time in the four quarters of life. I, I first saw it in Robert Kiyosaki's book, Rich right? Dad, and Rich Dad, Dad, Poor Dad. Dad. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how uh, he starts the first quarter of life at age 25. So from 25 to 35 is the first quarter. From 35 to 45 is the second quarter. Then you got halftime. And then you go from 45 to 55, third quarter, 55 to 65, fourth quarter. And if you're still working after that, you're in overtime, right? And so, you know, when you when you think of life in those four sections, I mean, up to 25, you're you're going to high school. Yeah, it's preseason. You're going to high school. You're you're going to college. You're kind of getting your career situated. Maybe you're meeting your spouse, that sort of stuff. By the time you reach 25, that's when you get to get started. And uh, Earl Nightingale talks a lot about this. Um, and he he talks about if you talk to you know 125 year old people and you ask them what they're going to do in life, they're all going to tell you the same thing. They're going to make it to the top. They're going to be millionaires. They're going to be successful. They're all going to take over the world. They're all going to take over the world. But if you talk to those same people at age 65, it's crazy how those numbers like one person four. yeah, go ahead. One person is like, uh, you know, super successful, super successful. Four of them are, you know, independent, independent, financially independent. And then like 55 of them are broke. Right or depending on someone else and like for life's necessity, and then the rest have have died off. That's just life, right? That happens. Now, probably the there's less that have died because of modern medicine and all. But think about that. So, so the the point of that statistic there is that only five people have made that grade. Five people have reached the level of success, uh, and 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 it has to do with understanding that first point. The first point is understanding your time horizon. Most of 25 year olds don't think of that time horizon. They don't see the the life is in the four quarters of the game. They're talking mm-hmm. about right now. Uh, and, and my dad is a, is a classic example of, of that scenario. Growing up, he wasn't thinking about the future. He was thinking about how am I going to have food on the table for the next, uh, the next, uh, you know, fair. Meal. How Fair. am I gonna? How am I gonna? I take mean, the kids I, I'm to, not gonna say that he wasn't thinking about the future, but he didn't thinking allocate. and acting, right? Thinking and al- acting, two mm-hmm. different things, right? Thinking about the future is one thing. That's that's like everybody else, though. I mean, if you think about it, right? Uh, everybody else talks a big game about doing things. Very few people take action and make it happen. They talk mm-hmm. about a diet and exercise. They very few people get up and actually go run and go to the gym, right? There's there's thinking about it and there's taking action. So, in in my mind, Dad thought about it, but he didn't actually take action because he was focused on today, right? He wanted to take mm-hmm. us to, you know, make sure we went to Disneyland or make sure we did on road trips or make sure we know, had we everything had... we needed to play baseball. Exactly. It was the today mm-hmm. uh, version of, yeah. of parenting. And there's, and, and don't get me wrong. There's nothing really wrong with that. But now that he's up in age, 
and he's looking at the prospectus of retirement, all of a sudden mm -hmm. that time horizon has shrunk. It's no longer we're in the first quarter of life, second quarter of life, third quarter of life. When people start getting into that retirement topic, they start thinking about it as they're entering that fourth quarter of life. They start thinking right. about it at the end and they start thinking about things like, uh, like Miguel's talking about here, things like social security benefits, right? Things like their own pensions, things like how much money did I put away in my 401k? Mm -hmm. And uh, we all know, I mean, you know, social hey, they, security. They send me a they send me a reminder every year. The Social Security office, they they're like, hey, uh, I think that's the exact link. Thank you, Miguel. Uh, and you can log in there, and it tells me that if I was to stop working, nah, is it if I stop working right now that I would get like a thousand dollars a month, or maybe based on my based on what I've put into it right now. At age 65, I'll get like a thousand dollars a month or it was like a thousand seventy. Yeah, it's based on it's based on how much income you make. It's based on uh, how much uh, of that income you're paying Social Security, Medicare taxes on, well, you know, FICA, right? Social Security, you're going to get a certain amount of credits. And then after your working years, you get those credits and it has its own formula. I don't exactly know how the formula works. Um, I haven't looked at that in quite some time, but that's how, yeah, that's, that's essentially how it works. It, it works very much like a pension does where after so many years and so much, uh, so many uh, years of service and so many years of, of you putting in Social Security, you're going to get some something out. But right. the fact that, that you start looking at Social Security as one of those avenues, the fact that you start looking at uh, at your pension and, and, and calculating how much you're going to get here in retirement, if you, if you have a pension, if you have a defined contribution plan where you start looking at your 401k and you start thinking, okay, what about that 4% distribution? You start thinking about all these different things when you get into that last quarter of life. Uh, and when you should have been thinking of this up front, okay, so we're in the situation now we got the last quarter of life, right? Where, well, I can't say last quarter of life, the last quarter of our financial life of our accumulation phase. supposed to be our working years. Yeah. Our, yeah. Our, cum our accumulation phase. Accumulation and so, phase. And so now we're, we're really kind of hesitant, right? So that brings us to the second point, which is determining your spending needs. So now you start looking at things like, okay. Um, I'm only going to have X amount of dollars coming in from work or my pension or retirement, whatever it's going to be. I only have X amount of money coming in from Social Security. Hopefully at this time, you've gotten to a point where maybe you have a paid off home or you've uh, your, your living expenses have changed where you're not paying those month to month uh, mm -hmm, type situations. But what what the 25 year old never factors in and everyone who's getting older realizes is that when we get towards that end of that fourth quarter, uh, we start to realize that our bodies aren't quite what they used to be. We don't recover from our hangovers quite as well. <laughs> we don't recover from our stumbles and fumbles very well. Uh, mm -hmm. We start, you know, all those habits of eating in and out every day are coming back to bite us. Uh, all that candy we would eat ahead of time is now, you know, circulating in our, yeah, yeah, exactly. That, I thought about that when you, yeah, when you brought up the, the sweet. It's just parts. sitting right here. I mean, come those on. Those are bomb though. Those, they are They're bomb. delicious. They're delicious. But the habits, the habits that we've had for many, many years start to pile up. And, and one of the needs that we need to determine here is our need for uh, medical expenses. Right. And, mm -hmm. and these things can get uh, astronomically expensive as you work through some of these years. Definitely. And, you know, I'm just going to throw this out there uh, for anybody who is out there planning for their future in this way. Uh, most of our life insurance products nowadays do have a 
uh, a writer. It's called a writer, an endorsement, whatever, a, a caveat uh, where you can actually use the funds from your from your life insurance before you die, just in case you end up in a situation where you need uh, like a, a nursing home or something along those lines. Uh, they do have uh, those, you know, those benefits available. Yeah, and and those are important. And and here's the thing, like mom and dad, if, if they're able to retire, right? Most people who get to that age of 62 or whatever or 65, that number that they they've been looking forward to and they do finally hit the retirement age. Mm-hmm. Um oftentimes they they go on uh bucket list spur- spurges, right? So they go out and they get, get that RV and they travel the country that they wanted to go to or they go on those vacations that they wanted to go to or they want to do, you know, all kinds of visit the grandchildren type things right mm-hmm, these are the mm-hmm. types of things that that they want to do in retirement and here's here's the actual uh reality of things you know assuming assuming your house is paid off then you have a little bit more flexibility there's a lot of situations where uh you've been refinancing every 7 years you've been uh taking on some extra credit card debt the car goes bad you're just not in a quote unquote position to plan for retirement right now, when that thing hits you uh, on the back end, when you actually do go to retire, it really limits some of those things that you're able to do. That disposable income, when you're thinking about retirement and you're like, you know what, my pension says I'm going to be about 70% of my pay. Um, It's okay. I'm going to get social security. That's going to kick in. Uh, and then you start to realize where that money goes. It's it's kind of a scary thing, dude, like to to really to really get an idea of, of where that money's going. Um, now, Calculating after tax rate, uh, after tax rate return, uh, uh, sorry, calculate after tax rate of investment returns. Couldn't say those words qu- quickly enough. Um, That's okay. I forgot them already. You forgot them already. Calculate so, <laughs> after no, tax yeah. rate, after tax investment returns, investment right? returns. So think of it like yeah. this. Think of it like this. Uh, what types of, of retirement accounts have we been putting money away into? Right. So. Uh, if you have what's called a defined benefits plan, these are plans that uh, tend to be more uh, like traditional, old school. Uh, you worked at a job for 40 years, you get a pension at the end. It's de- it's defined, right? You're going to get X amount of dollars for every year that you worked, or you're going to get a percentage of your last four year salary mm-hmm. for life, whatever it is. This is a defined benefit plan. This is what you're going to get going forward until the day you die. Um, I think like the military gives you something like that. Very similar to that. There's a teacher program. It's still, it's, it's heading more towards a defined contribution plan, but it's still along the same lines. Okay. Right. All right. So these are defined post uh, office, right? These are all, uh, the, those are, those are types of things that when you get that money in retirement, you're going to pay taxes on it. So when you collect your pension, you pay income taxes on it. When you collect mm-hmm. from your, uh, IRA, you're going to pay taxes on it because you put it in pre-tax dollars right um, but there are there are and and those are the things that we kind of have to calculate what a lot of people don't understand or don't know is if you have other income coming in other earned income let's say for example you're like you know what uh, I'm gonna go into retirement I'm gonna work part-time as uh, I don't know I'm gonna do uber driving because I, I like to do some uber driving so I'm gonna do yeah. some uber driving uh, maybe I'm gonna start my little side business and I got my income coming in and I got my social security coming in I'm, I'm gonna be good I'll, I'll be solid I can understand that but if you don't sit down and talk to your to your tax planner, if you don't sit down and talk to your CPA or your tax advisor, whatever it is, 
what you don't understand is is you can have some major tax implications into some of this stuff. Your social security can be taxable up to 85% of what you earn in social security based on other types of income that you're earning. So sitting down and seeing, you know, you're you're working out a budget, a retirement budget, you think you're good and then you sit down at the at the table and you're talking to Uncle Sam and all of a sudden you have to cut a fat check that you really don't have in retirement. That mm-hmm. could get a little bit difficult. So there are alternatives to some of these pre-tax investment plans. Um, and some strategies in the insurance space that you can utilize to help you with some after-tax or tax-free withdrawals when you do get into retirement. So Life one, insurance is an awesome thing for that. Yep. Right. So one is uh, understanding the difference between incomes and loans, right? When you borrow money, you do not pay taxes on money that you borrow. If you earn that same money, you pay taxes on the earnings that you make. Mm -hmm. So uh, when we're talking about insurance, for example, there are uh, insurance strategies where you buy whole life policies. You fill the whole life policies in advance. Now there's limits to how much you can fund in certain amount of years and stuff like that. So that's super technical. Talk to your uh, financial planner for that. However, There are strategies where you can fund whole life insurance policies. And then when you hit the retirement age, you can borrow against those whole life policies and use that borrowing money to sustain your lifestyle for whatever amount of period of time. If you happen to die in between those periods, well, the whole life policy as a life policy kicks in and your beneficiaries would still benefit from that. But understanding that there's strategies in there where you can take money in retirement that you're not going to pay taxes on so you can really allocate your budget accordingly, you have to be aware that those things do exist. Um, another one that, that many people use is like a Roth IRA, for example. The, the difference between a Roth IRA and a traditional IRA is, one, you're putting money into that account without paying taxes. You defer the taxes. You pay them later. The other is you're putting money after tax. So you pay Uncle Sam his share today. Then you put mm-hmm. the money in the account. It grows tax-free and then when you're 59 and a half or over five years of having it in the, in the account, you can withdraw that money and you're not going to pay taxes on it. So understanding, you know, the different types of strategies that are available for you in calculating that after tax dollar is going to help you out when it comes to planning for that retirement phase. Um, I had a conversation today about using real estate as a as an investment strategy. Heck and yeah. Even in the real estate space, there are a number of different ways that you can get into into real estate, depending on your um, on, on the level of risk you want to take on and the mm-hmm. type of return that you want to get. So you can go the, when when people invest in real estate. The the one thing they always think about is a single family home, right? I'm going to buy a house mm-hmm. and I'm going to rent it, and that is definitely a strategy, right? Or you can you can a go strategy. with strategy. It's a strategy, right? And even in that one strategy, you can go in and say, okay. Uh, I'm going to leverage this, meaning I'm going to put in 25, 30% down, whatever it's mm-hmm, going to be. Mm-hmm. And and I'm going to rent the home and the rent that I collect is going to be more than the mortgage and I'm going to cash flow, right? That's one investment strategy. Mm-hmm. Another investment strategy is you pay it all cash and you don't have to worry about a mortgage anymore and you take the cash flow from that property. You acquire enough cash flow where you can uh, sustain your living and you're set, right? It's, that's another investment yep. strategy. You can go from the from the residential space and you can move up into the commercial space. Actually, before you even do that, you can go into multi-unit. So you can go up to four units in the residential space and leverage your uh, your rental income that way. You can go into the commercial space and you're buying multiple doors now. In other words, you're buying apartment complexes. They're Leveraged. more than four units. You're leveraging them. You can buy those 
cash and work that plan as well. If you have um, that much cash. If sure. you have that much cash, right? Uh, then there's also other ways where uh, – so the downside to to the uh, commercial side is obviously there's managing there, there's managing the properties. There's property there's property management companies. You run it more like a business, so there's things that you need to ha- make sure that are put in place. But, yeah, those, those tend mm-hmm. to run a little bit better on their own. Or you can go the complete hands-off approach and you can join different syndications, different real estate investment trusts where they're putting money in pools and they're going in buying commercial property or developments or whatever's going on and you get a return on investment. Some of these deals are cash in and cash out return on investment. Some of these are pay you dividends. Some of those will give you you know, a decent return on investment. A lot of those trusts are... Uh publicly traded so you can just buy stock in them uh and earn dividends on those and earn the dividends so just because you decide that you don't want to do stock market or just beside because you decide you don't want to do real estate doesn't mean you should x out the whole thing there are different avenues within the investment strategies that we're talking about that you can take advantage of depending on how uh your temperament basically on the Mm -hmm. risk that you're going to take on all right, so that was uh, you know calculating after-tax rate of investment of returns, and uh, and a little bit about risk tolerance and investment goals. So and speaking of that, just to kind of drop this in here, um, anybody who is interested in stock trading and anything like that, um, if you also have an IRA, there is this company called Tastyworks that they actually allow you to do trading inside of your IRA. So you can put money into your IRA, excuse me, put money into your IRA and actually trade those funds in the market uh, if that fits your risk tolerance. It's, I mean, again, yeah, again, it's your risk tolerance, but that's, that's really cool though. The the fact that you have active control over your funds and the ability to trade your stuff and, and yep. monitor it. I'll, I'll share an example guys. Like, uh, you know, my kids have a, a, a stock portfolio Ooh, yeah. and it's like up like a hundred percent. It's crazy how, how well they're doing and they buy stocks that they use. So they have Disney, for example, they have Amazon, they have UPS, they have Nvidia, you know, these are these are companies that they see and use and re- on a regular basis. So those are the companies that they decided to invest in, and it's been doing great so far. So I can't complain. But it's it's cool <laughs> for me. It's a, a cool conversation to have with the kids about you know what's going on. We have an investment, a real estate investment trust, the same type of uh, same same mo. You know, I put you know a hundred, two hundred bucks in it every month, and we we just watch it grow. But it's really cool to to get a notification from the real estate investment trust company saying, hey, we're about to acquire this asset. Uh, and this is the building, and I get to show the kids. Look, you own a piece of this building. You're 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 helping to you know create it. And they're like, oh look, it's the the bank that we work at, that that we go to. Yep, that's our bank, right? And you know this is this is what they do. And it opens up that dialogue for me to have that conversation with my kids. But for you, depending on your strategy and what your end goal is, right? The the shorter the time frame, the higher the risk that you have to have. You know, depending on where you're going to go. Uh, but you know, having that end goal in mind is important. Knowing what you're going to go for towards the end here is absolutely vital. All right, let me get to the last little piece here. Staying on top of estate planning. So here's, here's the last thing when it comes to planning for retirement, just like you didn't think about what could happen in the four quarters of life that you were thinking about today. You didn't think about the investment uh, aspect of it. You maybe weren't thinking about, you know, the, the total retirement plan until the time comes. You don't want to make the same mistake a second time. So inevitably, unfortunately, I can't uh, find a way around it. Otherwise, I would. 
we were we are all going to die at some point so having a proper estate plan and understanding that uh, that what you've accumulated, you can pass on to your heirs, you can pass on to your spouse, and understanding uh, what what different programs are available is vital to your particular retirement planning. Everything from the way you take your pension to how you take your social security to what happens to your home, all these things are things that you need to sit down and discuss with your wife or your or your spouse. You should discuss it with your kids so they all know what's going on and you should have a proper written plan in place so that you can take care of these things when the inevitable happens. Um, unfortunately, uh, we come from, well, James and I come from a culture where when somebody passes away, there is nothing that was in place. There is no burial plot. There is no life, pro life insurance well, proceeds. That's not going to are... be the case with mom and dad. They planned ahead. They planned ahead, but they, sadly, they've buried enough people where they had to deal with these things mm -hmm. that they that they prepared their own, right? And so having this estate plan in place, especially if you have life insurance policies, especially if you have large uh, investment portfolios like your 401ks and IRAs that you've put away, especially if you have your home and it's free and clear and paid off, you want to make... <clears throat> You want to make sure you have a proper estate plan in place because we all know, especially if you live in the state of California, they're going to put their grubby fingers in every possible thing that they can if you don't prepare yourself ahead of time. Yep. Um, I've heard situations where, you know, you, you have a family that owns two homes and, and you know, you sit down with, with a probate attorney because, you know, mom and dad happen to pass away at an unexpected time because it's never expected. Uh, and the attorney sits down with the kids and it's like, okay, so which property are we going to sell? And the kids are like, no, we're not going to sell any of them. And the attorney's like, well, I'm sorry to tell you, but it's going through probate and you have to sell one unless you guys have the, uh, you know, half a million dollars or whatever it's going to be to pay the estate tax on the other side. You know, this type of stuff Jeez. happens. And if you want to make sure that you avoid that stuff, life insurance is what we call a love product, right? In other words, the only reason you have a life insurance policy is because you love the people who you are leaving it behind to. You love mm -hmm. your kids, you love your spouse, you want to make sure they're taken care of, uh, your parents, whatever it is, you want to make sure that all that is in place. So if the you don't love them, don't worry about it. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's, the, that's the mo behind it <laughs> i mean it's true if if you don't love the people that are gonna be around after you're gone then don't worry about life insurance but if you do love them and you want them to be taken care of if you happen to die and your wife can't pay the mortgage on her own and you want that mortgage to be wiped out you're gonna want to put a life insurance policy in place I couldn't go talking about talking about dying without playing that clip. Dude. Of course, of course. <laughs> had to go. Had but to I go. mean, no, but yeah, you're, you're exactly right. It's a love right, product. It's, it's a love product. So to me, estate planning is very much a love product as well. Here's the beauty of how an estate plan works, by the way, how a corporation works, how a trust works. They're all pretty much the same thing. You and I, we as human beings have a mortality. We are going to die at some wah, point wah. in the future. However, the entities that we create can last an eternity. They can continue on beyond this realm of life that we have. It's How just a old bunch of paperwork. Ford. Ford. How old Ford is companies. farmers insurance? How old is AIG? How old is Wells Fargo? These all of these entities old. that are hundreds of years old, they're immortal. They're, they're immortal. immortal. 
So, and here's the thing, right? It can be anyway. I don't know about you guys, but I know that if I passed away today, I, I know my daughter is horrible with money. I wouldn't want to leave her a thing if she maintained control of it right now because she hasn't learned her way through anything. My son is super frugal. He probably wouldn't share a thing with his sister, which is the other way around, right? <laughs> if I was to die today, I want to make sure that my estate plan is put into place where I can control what happens beyond the grave. I heard a great story uh, of somebody wow. having... Uh, yeah, somebody doing an estate plan where where uh, and it's something that I, I still haven't done myself, but I think it would be pretty cool to implement. So the way the estate plan worked was um, the the estate had a lot of money, had a lot of revenue coming in. And every year the kid would have to come into the attorney's office and bring their W their uh, their tax return, their 1040 and whatever that 1040 said that they earned the attorney would cut a check for that same amount, match it, give it to the kid, and then the kid would have to sign that check to get it and another check, which was the remaining profits for the month. And now those profits would be donated to an organization that that the uh, that the trust was already told wow. to, to donate to. So they would come in hmm. and literally sign a check for themselves to match what they earned to incentivize them to make more money. Uh-huh. And then they would write the other check, which would physically force them to give away the money. I thought that was super cool. That's awesome. I love the it. The parents or whoever designed that trust is controlling the money from beyond the grave. They're saying, look, kid, I really do want you to be successful. And I really do want you to have all this money that this trust has generated. But me, I created this wealth. I need you to learn the power of money. So if you bring me your your 1040 at the end of, of the year and you show me that you've earned revenue sufficient enough, um, I will match that for you and we'll continue to grow, right? And and that's the way that estate plan works. That's that's the way estate plans can help you out, can help your kids from beyond the grave. So this <laughs> I didn't know it was life insurance awareness month, Miguel. That's cool, right? I like. I, I didn't know that. I didn't know. Like, I think I, I, think I saw what? it somewhere. Everything has but, a month these days. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, but you're you're. But that's that's the way it is, right? So I want to I want to make it's sure. So that, funny because like, I'm like I think I saw it somewhere, but like nobody made a big deal about it, or you know. Yeah. It, no, it should it should be more of a big deal though, right? Like life insurance agents know it's life insurance month because their sales because their yeah. their sales coaches told them. Yeah. <laughs> come on, come on, life insurance agents. Miguel uh, Miguel might be one. Yeah. But. Uh, that's got to be a thing. Like I, I, I expect to see a lot more uh, spam emails saying it's Life Insurance Awareness Month, <laughs> calling y'all out. <laughs> Can you imagine that story? That that that, uh, that pitch. By the way, do you know if it's Life Insurance Awareness Month? What do you mean? I mean you're gonna die. Not right now, and it's not me. I'm not doing it. Right? I'm, I'm not, not holding days. up anything. <laughs> it's messed up. But oh, all right, all right, all right. Just to finish up for the day, because because uh, we're coming up on time. So the five the five things to make sure that you're you're aware of here to to help plan for your financial future. Understand your time horizon. Know how long you have to retirement, and then that time frame is going to help you determine how much in the accumulation phase you should be putting away towards your retirement, so you can fill that gap. Right? There's a gap between what you're going to get in retirement and the lifestyle that you're leading. That's uh, that's number two. Determine your spending needs there's a there's what you're earning in retirement and what you need in retirement you got to fill that gap in between so that's uh that's something that you can help with your financial planner know your time horizon know your determine your spending limit your spending needs right mm -hmm. calculate your after-tax 
return rate. So what are you going to be earning after taxes? Don't just go with the gross on what you think you're going to earn on that 4% because some of it goes to Uncle Sam. A good chunk could go to Uncle oh, Sam. I, we didn't even get to age 72 required minimum distributions. There's all kinds of stuff that goes into you know what you pay Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam wants his peace. He may let you defer it today, but he wants his peace. So Eventually. understand your time horizon. Determine your spending needs. Calculate your after-tax return rate assess your risk tolerance. So, you know, I don't want you investing at the point where you can't sleep at night. You need to be able to lay your head on the pillow and comfortably be okay with that. So assess yep. your risk tolerance and then stay on top of your estate planning. Make sure that you maintain control. Make sure you have uh, contingencies in place in case things go wrong. Uh, and the, the bottom line is simple. Again, the bottom line is retirement is not an age problem. It is a cash flow problem. So as soon as you look at it that way, as soon as you realize that cash flow is king and all you got to do in life is create uh, investments or businesses that spit out enough cash so that you no longer have to work for money, your money is worth That's good. One less thing. That's the winner. That's what we're looking for. All right, ladies and gents, hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed our last minute uh, retirement session. I didn't get too, 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 too much planning, but I got to share some stuff that we haven't talked about in a long time. So maybe minute. we'll start doing some of these uh, some of these segments on the on the days that we have to reschedule guests. I like that. Heck yeah. Topic. All right, ladies and Heck gents, yeah. that's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye-bye. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.